0: what radio the music you want with your host geez dan i'm bigger than you i'm hiring the food chain Radio-what.com. what's up party people it's keys dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the radio what studios and this is my podcast what makes you famous it's an extension of the radio internet radio station that i've been running for quite some time and if you need dj services where do i always send you DJLittleRock.com. One more time, DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote. And maybe you can have me at your next event. You know, I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. All you not entertained, let me entertain you. Make your next thing a big one. Speaking of entertainment, today on the program, I have Brody Baker, Genuine Country. Why am I saying it like that? Because there's a lot of Brody Bakers out there. And I want you to know it's the genuine country. Brody Baker Uh, you can find him at BrodyBakerMusic.com I'm going to say that right off the bat Uh, and you're going to learn a little bit more about him in the next few minutes so stick around so excited to talk to Brody Baker this week shows oh I have two public shows this week I have my regular Friday night gig at the Rab in Conway Arkansas the video Dance party karaoke jam yes I said karaoke you're the stars of the show. We got a full concert starring each and every one of you. Full bar, kitchen's open. Good food in that kitchen too, let me tell you. And some of the great some of the greatest bartenders, really. It's so nice, so friendly, and so attentive. They're going to get you uh, taken care of. At the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. And they got 10 diamond-style pool tables. I'm not even sure what a diamond-style pool table is, but it's impressive. They got a pool tournament on Friday nights at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. So if you want to try your hand at playing pool and possibly make some money while you're doing it, I encourage you to check out the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Get to the show. All right, and then uh, on Saturday, oh my goodness, Saturday. I'm so excited I'll be at the Cool Pool Sports Grill in Fairfield Bay. Always a good time. They're having their adult night for the end of the summer. Uh, Their uh, Labor Day weekend is coming up. So uh, I'm going to be doing their adult night for karaoke and video dance party. It's from 8 p.m. until I think it's 12 12 midnight at least. 12 midnight at least. And um, they got good food. They got good drinks. And, of course, it's a good time because you're the stars of the show. That's the Cool Pool Sports Grill on Saturday night. Come on out and uh, celebrate the end of summer. Oh, no, it's the end of summer. Uh, uh, hopefully, it starts to cool down a little bit because uh, it's been uh, over 100 degrees over the last week or so. It's starting to cool down. It's getting down to the 90s. Oh, oh, I'm freezing over here. I'm freezing. Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a good time by the, uh, by the pool. Hanging by the pool. In Fairfield Bay so uh, if it's way way too hot they'll have us inside the cool pool sports grill but usually in the the weather is really nice they'll have me underneath the overhang there and uh, and we'll have a good time there's there's some fans running and uh, it's yeah people end up in the pool (laughs) all the way all the way up into the middle of the night cool pool sports grill in Fairfield Bay on Saturday night oh be there Uh, I'll be there starting at eight o'clock I'll be there at seven to set up of course All right, that's enough intro. Let's get into it with my man, Brody Baker, Genuine Country. I'm going to keep saying it like that. Brody Baker, Genuine Country, because that's how we're going to brand him. Separate him from the other Brody Bakers in the world. I got him on Skype. Uh, Well, let me tell you, I've already recorded this, so I've already had the conversation. Uh, Half of it was on Skype, and then the other half is on the phone due to technical difficulties. Hopefully, I've edited it enough to where you don't notice it all that much, but uh, the last half is going to sound a little bit different from the first half, but either way both halves are a real good conversation with Brody Baker, Genuine Country. Skyping Brody Baker Genuine Country now. What do I see on my screen? It's a Brody Baker. Genuine oh, yeah. countries, Brody Baker. You know, I was looking all over the interwebs. I'm looking for Brody Baker. I'm trying to find out more about you. I got to know about you, Brody Baker. I know you're the man with the, the, the young man with the deep, deep voice. Oh, that was first and foremost. You got that depth, that, that uh, your man voice, man Manly voice. But uh, I noticed that you, you know, there was a lot of Brody Bakers out there in the world. You know, eight billion people on this planet and quite a few of them are Brody Bakers. But I want you to stand out as your own Brody Baker, the Brody Baker that we need to talk to right now. So I'm going to use that genuine country. Whenever I say Brody Baker, well, OK, that would be it. That'd be something to do at your concert. When I say Brody Baker, you say genuine country. <laughs> but I it wouldn't be hey, you.
1: That's good line, man. Yeah, yeah, it
0: wouldn't be you doing it because that would be way too egotistical. But if you could have like your stage manager or your road manager or your mom come up and say, When I say Brody Baker, you say genuine country. Brody Baker.
1: Genuine country. There you
0: go. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Oh my goodness. What's up, man? Uh, my I'm so excited. I don't even know how we got connected, but I'm glad we got connected because, you know, I'm looking you are a working musician. I don't even know how young you are. How old are you? I am twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. All right. Everybody under thirty looks like they're ten to me because I'm a fifty-three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, whoa, fifty-four. Oh my goodness! I just aged myself one more year. No, I, you know, and I'm I, I'm stoked that that people are starting off and doing things. Uh, you know, because country music, uh, you know, music in general has gotten just just really commercialized and and packaged and pre-made and uh you know you had a little bit of this and you put a little bit of a truck and you put a girl and you put some beer and then you put a you know a party and bam we got a country song you know there's very few storytellers out there but Brody Baker I digress man tell the people who you are
1: uh, well I'm a singer songwriter out of Kansas born and bred I've spent some time on each coast of the country I lived in Alaska for a while lived in Rhode Island for a while spent some time in Oklahoma and uh, I've been doing this professionally for the last eight years and just recently got to go full time with it again and uh, this is the first time since COVID I've been able to go full time and this has been just a blast man right.
0: Well, that's the thing about the entertainment business. The money can be good, but the work is not steady. It's a hustle. It's a straight up hustle. So if you're betting on yourself that you're not going to be a starving artist, it's a hard bet. You know, you're rolling those dice, so to speak. And I know you've never lived in Nevada. At least you haven't said anything, but you went to Alaska, the farthest north. Way north of the Mason Dixon. Is there country music in
1: Alaska? They love it, man. Um, they love, they actually, uh, there was a local radio station there, uh, just in this little bush town that I was living in, and they still play my music on on their radio station. They love it out there. Um, and surprisingly, so do the people in Rhode Island. Uh, you, you wouldn't think that far north and that far east, but, man, there's some rednecks out there, I tell you what. Well, country
0: music is country music, man. It's it's a storyteller. It's it's good timey music. It's barbecue music. It's hanging out with your family music. It's, you know, sitting out on the boat, chilling. You know, it, I like all kinds of music. But, you know, when you when you get into the country feel, the country mood, it's a storytelling. It's um, it, it's eating some good uh, some good homemade homemade food. It makes you feel good, it makes you feel like like uh, like mama, like mama's home, you know, and and dad too, you know. Don't forget, dad, he 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 did some good stuff. I hope, you know, but uh you know he's out there working. But uh, hey, since we're talking about moms and dads, uh, you grew up in Kansas, all right, and you're still in Kansas. I, I was going to make the Dorothy joke, but I'm sure everybody makes the Dorothy joke. But you're, you're still in Kansas. What part of Kansas? And and tell me about about little Brody Baker growing up in Kansas. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Lost the sound. Bam. Go ahead.
1: We back? Yeah. All right. So I grew up between Wichita and uh, spent some time in a couple of small towns outside of there. I lived in Yoder for a little while, which is an uh, Amish community. And uh, I lived in Haven, which is my alma mater. Uh, I'm a wildcat. So
0: uh, I'm a wildcat. Western wildcat our- from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Yes.
1: Man, we were the Haven Wildcats. <laughs> Black and gold, man.
0: Black and gold. Western Wildcats. What? Man, that's a yeah. Dick, and, and and uh you know, I'm from Miami and, and south florida and people wouldn't expect there's a lot of cowboys down there but davie florida where my high school was has a big rodeo so i like the cowboys i like the 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 feel the the horses and roping and all that kind of thing and you got a hat on for the people that are listening to the audio version of this check out the video version you get to see brody baker hanging out there next to me and uh genuine country gotta say that genuine country that's how we're gonna brand it because, uh, you know, you're going to separate yourself from all the other Brody Bakers. Cause there's only one Brody Baker that we need to talk to. But uh, you say you're, you're uh, from Haven, uh, Kansas, the home of the Wildcats, black and gold. I mean, what kind of were you into sports or music or art or math? <laughs> were you studying your
1: books? So that, that's, that's kind of a funny story, because uh, between my junior and senior year of high school, I actually did try out for the football team. And, uh, the coach, you know, this was kind of the, everybody has their moment when you realize what you're supposed to be doing. And that one person, whether it's positive or negative, that kind of pushes you in that direction. And, uh, mine was, mine was the coach of the football team. Cause he looked at me and went, you're too small to put on the line. You're too slow to do anything else. I can't, there's, I can't do anything with you. And so I just spent the rest of my, my high school career in the band room, man. You know, I, I just i already spent a lot of time there and uh band and and art class i love you know when i'm not writing songs or out performing you know everybody's got to have their hobbies so you know i like painting and drawing and and doing all that and and that's kind of my little outlet
0: Uh, man that football coach didn't even give you a Rudy moment he could have given you that that Rudy people would have been chanting Brody Brody make that touchdown meanwhile you're getting squashed by that uh, linebacker from the other side or whatever (laughs) defensive end or or what have you bam knocked over knocked down oh (laughs) yeah I think uh that coach might have saved your life saved saved a few broken bones and scrapes
1: maybe a few concussions too
0: Possibly. Yeah. Hey, I guess, uh, you know, football, that foosball is kind of a controversial anyway. You know, I played a little bit when I was in school, but uh, look at me. I'm a big fat dude, you know. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big dude. I think I could take a couple of hits and I did. But uh yeah I don't think you're not you're not supposed to be hitting each other like that I even did some boxing, so uh yeah, you're not supposed to get hit in the in the head uh too much. I mean, I still got a somewhat of a stutter. was it because of the hits in the head? Probably not, probably not i, I probably always had that, but uh all right, we're talking about you, I know I always digress i I love having conversations with people, and I'm learning from you Brody Baker you you have a story to tell a 28 year old story you started as uh, you started as a little baby you know like most of us do <laughs> yeah. but uh, tell me about mom's and mom's and dad's uh, how were your mom and dad and, and your brothers and sisters if you have any tell me about the family life
1: um so uh yeah my uh, i've got two younger siblings they're uh, twins i got a brother and a sister um <laughs> My sister is, I mean, just like the brains, like she got all the smarts. Uh, she graduated a couple of years back with a bachelor's in forensics, a bachelor's in chemistry and a minor in mathematics. Um, She's trying to get a position right now with the uh, sheriff's department uh, to do crime scene investigating. Uh, so good, you know, kudos to her cause I couldn't do it, but
0: uh, yeah, we need the smart ones in the world to save the, save the world. You know, I'm, I'm glad yeah. that we got people with book smarts, but we also got people with street smarts. Okay. We need to have both kinds, uh, country right. and Western, <laughs> but, uh, tell me yeah. about, tell me about both your countries. other twin brother, the, the, her twin.
1: Yeah. So my brother was born with a uh, cerebral palsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's quite uh, quadriplegic, uh, nonverbal. But, I mean, just the happiest. uh, I mean, he's got quite a person.
0: Uh-oh, lost the voice again. Hold on. Uh, What's going on with that? But go ahead. He's quadriplegic? Happy?
1: Yeah, yeah, but he gets away with a lot because he knows he's cute and and he can can get away with it. So, uh, they're both 26. Um, I do have an older half-sister. And, you know, dad... My dad grew up the youngest of 13 kids. So I have just, you know, such a varying difference between each side of my family. You know, my dad's the youngest of 13. So I got aunts and uncles that are my grandparents' age and some that have already passed on. Um, and then on my mom's side, um, I got two sets of grandparents there because her mom and dad separated when she was young and both got remarried. So, um, yeah, it was, it was just kind of – it was interesting growing up because, you know, my mom was just very eclectic in her musical taste. Uh, she loved everything. Uh, she listened – you know, some days would be Bing Crosby and then Simon and Garfunkel and then turn around and be 38 Special and Whitesnake and Led Zeppelin and Def Leppard. And then my dad was uh, very much into The Highwaymen. Uh, you know, Waylon, Willie and the boys, uh, big fan of Merle Haggard, um, just all those things. And, and so for me growing up, I had this very, I think I I had a very well-rounded, you know, uh, introduction into music. Um, yeah. And, and so from there, you know, it was just a matter of time before I kind of found what I was supposed to be doing. Um, because when I started writing music, I didn't do country. Nope um i started out playing drums in the church drums was actually my first instrument i didn't pick up guitar until i was 15 or 16 years old um so i was playing drums in in bands and and i even played in a death metal band for for a little while which was an interesting experience um
0: Yeah, but that's some good drumming. When you're in a
1: death metal band, that is some
0: good drumming. That's that's like speed. Did you get your your speed and your dexterity down playing in that band?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, I'll put it this way. My mom actually came out to watch us one time. We played a, a local show in Wichita. And she goes, I have to say, I really didn't care for the music, but I think that is the fastest and the best I have ever seen you play.
0: Yeah, the musicianship and is so. what you're talking about. When you're talking about uh, death metal or or any kind of speed metal bands, uh, there's a lot of speed to it, man. With Metallica back in '88, uh, they they really set that off, uh, you know, so to speak. Uh, really brought it into the mainstream because people were playing as fast as they could or as slow as they could, and whatever tempo was needed uh, from time to time. But uh, when when you know Metallica came out and you know the 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 metal bands of that time started to out, try to go as fast as they can. I'm impressed with drummers using their four limbs in separate, you know, right hand, left hand, uh, left leg, right leg. You know, they don't know what they know exactly what each other's doing, but they're doing it at different beats. It's crazy to me. It's in, it's insane what a drummer can do. And When, when did you pick up the drums?
1: Uh, so I, I was fortunate enough, um, to have the same band teacher from sixth grade all the way through till I graduated high school. So I actually started, he started me on snare drum in sixth grade and taught me the rudiments. And then he, by the time I was a freshman, built me up to a full drum set. And by the time I graduated, um, I, there wasn't a whole lot I couldn't play, um, and and it was just such a good outlet for me, of course, you know, being kind of that angsty teenager, you know, you have kind of that aggression and that, you know, nobody understands me kind of feeling. And and so that was a good way for me to get that energy out. So I'd come home and just put on headphones and, and play for you know a couple of hours before mom would go, OK, shut it down for the night. You know, I don't because <laughs> mom didn't hear the music I heard all mom heard was crash, crash, you know? And, uh, well, Brody so.
0: Baker, you're giving people gems, okay? You can either take it out on this on the drums, on the pig skins or whatever skins are there, or you can take it out on somebody else. You've decided, hey, that was the right way to take out that extra energy, that aggression. Maybe somebody uh, picked on you, perhaps. Maybe uh, something didn't go exactly the way it was supposed to go. I mean, what made you so angsty? Uh, you know, what was going what was going down? in that little small town. And I can tell it's a small town because you had the same music teacher from sixth grade to 12th grade. That doesn't happen in a, in a big city. That's a small town thing. Um,
1: So just a a little background on me. So I'm, I'm actually a, a cancer survivor. Um, I, I had leukemia when I was eight and by the time I was, so I finished treatment when I was 11, which is right around the time that I started sixth grade. Um, and then uh, from there, it was just, you know, I, I switched schools. I went from uh, actually the, the middle school in Yoder um, to Haven High School. Well, the Amish kids don't go to high school. Mm-hmm. So out of the group of my eighth grade class, there were only five of us that went to Haven, me and four girls that had been friends since kindergarten. So, you know, I'm walking into this brand new environment. I don't know. Anybody. And, and you know, so I, I think a lot of it was just kind of isolation and just, you know, not having those connections or those friendships right off the bat. And, and that was a good outlet for me early on. Um, but as I got into guitar and started writing music and I was able to, you know, start putting into words some of those things that became such a better outlet for me. Um, and so, you know, listening to a lot of my music, uh, you'll hear that, you know, I, I I talk about, you know, my personal experiences and, and and emotions that I've dealt with and and try and word it in a way that allows the listener to go, hey, that's me, or I've been through that, or I understand that, or that's where I'm at right now. And the biggest thing I try to provide in, in most of my songs, I won't say all of them, but most of them is that silver lining because it needs to be there. I think a lot of times we get caught up in, you know, everything's going down the drain right now. Um, and, and you just got to have that silver lining to go, hey, it's, it's going to be okay. It may, may not be tomorrow or next week, but it will work itself out.
0: Well, a large percentage of those classic movies uh, had happy endings, and that's what made them classic. That's what made them timeless. That's what made them live on forever and ever. Now, you had a a tough start, man. Leukemia is no joke. I mean, I I don't know how it presented for you. Were you able to to, uh, play any reindeer games, or were you stuck in bed mostly uh, until you were 11 years old?
1: Um, it was a lot of hospitals and doctors' offices. Um, I I was fortunate enough to go to uh a summer camp for kids with cancer. That was camp quality. Um, and that was such such a reprieve for me to actually get to spend time with kids who were in the same situation, even if it was a different types of cancer or whatever, but we we were all going through similar things. And so it's like, okay, these people actually get me. They actually understand what I'm going through. They actually understand the why me's and the doubts and the fear. And then kind of, you know, it, it kind of develops into, I hate to say it, kind of a, a cold disregard of just like, well, there's really not a whole lot I can do about it. So just do what I like and have fun and, and, um i think if it wasn't for that i wouldn't have pursued music to the degree that i have because you know it's it's it really opens your eyes when you face death and and the concept of that so young you're like you know what you you only get one shot so you might as well enjoy it and people are going to tell you no and don't do it and think about this and think about that and Uh, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was, was from my dad. And and he told me, he said, son, no matter what you decide, there's always going to be somebody that tells you you made the wrong decision. So you might as well choose what makes you happy.
0: Well, I'm glad you got something out of that summer camp. Uh, and I wondered about that because when I was in college, you know, one of the things, one of the, one of the activities when you're in college, any good college will tell you or tell the students, Hey, not only study, your, your lessons but also go out into the community and learn how to be a part of the community and one of those uh one of the activities that I was able to to do was go to one of those um, summer camps and I spent uh I don't know it was a month or so maybe a couple months uh, being a camp counselor and I, we had kids that would come in every couple of weeks every week you know and it was a one good summer and I wondered how the kids really and this is this is way before the internet so I know that's the only way to find your tribe. You couldn't go online and go poop poop uh leukemia survivors Beep, boop, boop, and you know and and there's your 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 Facebook group. No, you had to go out into the world and probably found them at at the hospitals, but I'm glad that you had that opportunity. Yeah, I mean, were there there are activities that you were able to do? I mean, uh, it's not when you when you have a summer camp for for kids that are not doing so well or not that ambulatory, it's not about like archery or or boating or or playing sports or what was it? Oh wait, hold on a second.
1: Archery. There was good. So there there was archery and and there was uh, just a lot of fun games and fun times. Uh, you know, it, it's just you know maybe your energy level may not be the same or um, you know I can remember just getting tired really easy. You know, we, we'd go out to the swimming pool and my companion would be there and um, we'd be in the pool for maybe 15 minutes. And I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm tired. I need to go lay down. Like, I'm just wore out. And they were so compassionate and so understanding. And that was the whole point of those camps was to just be there and to let you feel normal. And and I think part of, part of being a survivor is... You know, and probably part of the teenage angst, uh, to a degree, was you just you kind of feel ostracized, you kind of feel isolated when you're outside of that environment. So it was so important for them to provide that environment, and it, and it really does help. Um, I I think on the other other side of that is you know, like I said before, kind of you know the the darker side of it is uh, being a kid and going through that and you know, having to find out that friends aren't with you anymore and, and you know, hey, we're so-and-so. Well, you know, unfortunately. Um, and so with that in mind, it's just being able to provide those those positive moments because you never know. Um, you, you just don't, especially with something that uh, severe, something that life-threatening. You just it can sneak up on you and just like that it's, it's over.
0: Well, you so, discovered you I'm know, very blessed. Yeah. You discovered that you know, friends come and friends go, but thankfully you have upwards of 50 people in your family. Uh, I'm guessing that family reunions were, a, are, were, and probably still are a blast. Uh, I mean, the, do both sides of the family. I know there was a lot of divorce involved that gave you a lot of siblings and, and aunts and uncles and grand aunts and grand uncles. And, but, um, I mean, do you get together on family reunions? Do you get to, to, to play? Do you get to see a lot of your family? Are you close?
1: Um, so I'm not as close, uh, to my dad's side of the family. Um, but those are the big get togethers. So when we get together with them, there's, you know, 20 to 30 people. Um, and those are the really, really fun ones. Um you know I as I've gotten older a lot of a lot of the adults you uh, know the parents um have kind of you know you're reaching that point where grandparents are starting to pass away so there's some divides and and th- you know people not agreeing over wills and and so there's some separation with the adults that the kids that are now grown ups you know like myself and and my cousins Uh, we're going, Hey, once we get through this, uh, we are, we are getting the family back, you know, we're, we're getting the big get togethers back, uh, back on. And, and if they don't want to show up, that's on them, but we're, we're going to do it anyway. So it it, very soon, I feel like we will have these, these bigger family gatherings, but right now it's kind of spread out, you know, it's, um, but it it is what it is at the end of the day, they're still family, no matter what. And, uh, you know, you still love them and spend time with them when you can. And and uh, I'm lucky enough, I've got a lot of family. Yeah. I mean, a lot. So
0: And through the magic of technology, you can do stuff just like this, you know, go face to face on, a, on a, a Skype or a, a Zoom or even a, a FaceTime uh, on your phone and, and get to see somebody, uh, you know, never be lonely. And I, I'm glad... Family, there's nothing more important than family. Those are the people that are probably going to stick with you forever and ever. Your, your rider dies, with few exceptions. There there are those family members that, that leave and just don't want to ever come back. That happens. And I'm sure, you know, with having that many people, uh, you've probably experienced that as well, you know, to where, hey, I don't talk to that guy so much or that girl so much anymore. But uh, hey, uh, hopefully uh, time heals all things. I've heard that my whole life. But uh you, you know, you write music about it, man. You, you, the silver lining thing is at 11 years old, you uh you had a rebirth, a rebeginning, a, a new Brody Baker came up with that genuine country at 11 years old and just you know, started the path to music.
1: Well, I tell you it yeah if if nothing else my family my family's definitely been a, a lot of inspiration one way or another songs so yeah and, and you know like the
2: the kids now that are grown up and uh you know we're we're kind of going to pull the family back together a bit cuz you know with you know grandparents getting older and people passing on and and that sort of thing some of the families have kind of you know it off a little bit and, and uh you know a lot of the cousins and i have, have already talked about you know we're going to get these big family reunions up and going again and and where there's 40 50 people showing up just have a great time and if they don't want to be there that's fine but but we're going to have a good time anyway so
0: no i like the sound of that nothing more important than family those are the people that are going to stick with you more often than not but uh you know uh, okay uh, we're we're talking a little bit about uh Alaska um and the uh three three girls for every 100 boys uh tell me uh, tell me some stories about uh you in Alaska
2: yeah um so i actually went up two different times and uh, the first time i lived in a in a town called Kotzebue and the whole town was 3 miles by 1 mile and the only way in or out was by plane mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, and so, you know, I, I landed and, but, but they actually had a decent little runway. You could, you could land a seven, three, seven, a small one. Um, but nothing bigger than that. And, uh, so it was, it was a cool little experience. I got to, uh, meet a lot of interesting people there. Um, uh, why'd you end from, up in
0: Alaska anyway?
2: So my uncle actually works for a grocery store that is a Canadian based company and Alaska is the only U S state that they do business with. Okay. Well, that makes Um, sense. Yeah. So the store is called Alaska commercial company and it's really like when you get into the Bush villages, that is the grocery store. That's, that's all you got is AC. Um, and so he got me a job working there and, You know, I was having trouble finding work down here in in Kansas. And uh, I was like, well, you know, I I could get away for a little bit. It might be a good little adventure, you know, work a bit and save up some money. And and so I did. I went up there for uh, six months the first time uh, and then moved back and had reconnected with a a friend of mine. And and we actually started dating around that time. And uh, so then I was back for a while. And then as fate would have it, that didn't work out and I ended up having to move to Rhode Island to help family out there. Um, my, my grandmother out there developed Alzheimer's and so I went out to help uh, Grandpa a while and, and help take care of things and then um, I ended up moving back uh, right, kind of like right after COVID hit just because I had built up my music and I would actually gone full time mm-hmm. um, and then Like I had just bought this huge merch order and and all this other fun stuff and I was super excited and then COVID and so so that that shut me down and and that's
0: a good boy that that's a good boy that shows that that you uh, really are interested in taking care of your family because it seems like they're all spread out now. Uh, Did did everybody start out in Kansas or was it always a family all over the country? As far as you knew, when you were born?
2: Um, no, actually, except for my dad and my dad's side of the family, which are all from Texas. Mm-hmm. All my mom's side has pretty well been from Kansas. Um, so like my grandf- my mom's dad, uh, I'll put it that way. Because if I just say grandfather, there's three options there. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so my mom's dad, he, whenever uh, him and my grandmother uh, split up, he ended up going. He was a carpenter. He still is. Uh, eighty-three years old, and he he won't sit down for anything. Um, just that old school type, you know. Yeah, I
0: like somebody but, that uh, work works with their hands, man. That is a fantastic skill. Uh, do you do any of that, or or do you have any any uh extracurricular skills you like to work on cars uh, or anything like
2: that? Anything in around or you know like anything inside outside your house? Uh, anything you can think of, I can probably either repair, replace, or. Uh, whatever is needed you know um i i that's pretty well what's kept the bills paid uh during this was uh manual labor jobs which is mostly what i've done most of my life uh so well, like, these are uh, definitely
0: marketable skills i mean there's there's one thing to play in a guitar and play in the drums but uh yeah if you can if you can build stuff uh, people need stuff built and people need stuff repaired and that's a, those are good skills to have. You're gonna make a make somebody a good hubby one day. Uh, I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, I don't know if you ever saw that old that old tv show the red green show no but they had a they had a quote on there uh, one of his little catchphrases the women don't find you handsome they should at least find you handy
0: you better believe it okay i have a, a stepdad my mom's on uh on husband number four and this guy has already built one two three four houses he had four houses for her uh, for her OK, so, yeah, wow. it's good to good to find somebody that's handy that can put stuff together. He's in the middle. He's in Tennessee right now building yet another house. Stop building <laughs> houses, man. How many houses do you need? All right. Anyway, I digress. But, uh, you know, you have those skills. It was anybody in the family uh, into music. I mean, you you said they played music for you, but did they? uh play any instruments did they, they were there any uh, any uh, inclinations of of playing guitar on stage or or playing in a band or anything
2: yeah actually on both sides uh so my mom's a classically trained pianist uh she also played clarinet um and then my dad uh he actually played for a little while in a little country band just kind of doing rhythm guitar and and you know that sort of thing didn't really do the singing part but you know just play guitar and and they did a few shows here and there um but he's my dad you know spent his whole life pretty well working so music to him was never a career choice it was uh just something to do as a hobby yeah but um, that's what that's
0: what dads do they go to work and they take care of the family as best they can and i i, I yeah. you know you got to give them kudos for that a lot of people uh you know a lot of uh children uh hold animosity to their to their dads especially uh, traditionally in their dads i know things are changing uh, the the uh the genders have been uh, assigned in different ways and, and people are doing, you know, sometimes the moms go to work and the dads stay home and that's still very rare but, uh, you know, a lot of times kids will show animosity to their dads oh, why why are you never here? well, because I'm trying to make some money and put some food on the table and keep a roof over your head and keep that cowboy hat on your head, so, uh, you know, give, yeah. it, give it up for dads around the world, I know moms take care of you at home more than often than not, but,
2: yeah. Well, and, and- and I'll tell you a funny story. Actually, uh, there for a while, both of my parents were working for the American Red Cross in Wichita, and uh, my dad got his uh, seniority for his pension that he needed, um, and mom still needed a few more years before she could get hers. And things were just kind of difficult with both of them working and and they didn't need to both work at that time. So dad took four years off and was a stay at home dad for four years and took care of us. That way mom could stay and get her pension from the red cross. That's fantastic
0: um, too. You got to make those yes. decisions. You got to see who's going to be the better breadwinner. Uh, what's the better situation. I like that. That's a good way of growing up. You're learning things.
2: Well, and, and it was a really good example for me, for my future relationships and, and you know, those sorts of things to see, you know, Hey, this is, this is how we're supposed to work together. And, uh, uh, that's how things are supposed to go. You know, you may not always agree and it may not be the best situation, but it, it works out in the end. So.
0: An old dinosaur like me probably still feel emasculated. If his wife was going to work, making the bread.
2: <laughs> well, I'll be honest with you. I joke all the time. uh you know, I'm like, I got to find me a, a kind of like a sugar mama. There sometime. you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> this music thing's not making a lot of money right now. It's, it's making enough.
0: Well, no, it's a straight up hustle. Now, okay, let's go back to the music and, and uh, really uh, dig into it. You say you were singing and songwriting at a very young age. When did you start writing songs and, and uh, start impressing the kids in class by uh, singing out your own songs? Or were you doing that?
2: Um, I was 15. When I, you know, right around the time I started picking up a guitar and and learning to play chords was about the same time that I was like, oh, I can, I can, you know, write lyrics. And, And it just came naturally to me. So as I was progressing my knowledge of guitar, songwriting just kind of fell hand in hand with that for me. So Um, yeah, I would say probably since I was 15 or 16, I've been writing songs. Who got you that guitar?
0: uh, And, uh, was it the same music teacher that was giving you those lessons from 11?
2: Uh, yeah, actually. So the guitar came from my grandmother and grandfather and it's my mom's mom and, and her husband. And, you know, he was the very stoic, quiet type. He wouldn't, he wouldn't say, I love you out loud. He was just that very you know, stoic. He never really had much to say to anybody, um, but he saw my passion for music, and that was my my very first guitar was my birthday present when I was sixteen. Um, and so that was that was a surreal moment for me to to have someone who was just this quiet stoic type that I never really thought we really had that connection. And I was like, oh no, he really does get me. He understands me, and and he loves my passion for for what i'm pursuing and he, he just wouldn't put it in words but his actions spoke volumes so um that was my first guitar and uh, yeah the lesson started with the same band teacher he actually started uh, early like right before school we had what we called power period um so you could work on homework or whatever it was just like a period before Uh, school actually started and he held this guitar class uh, I think it was once or twice a week and I think I went three weeks and on the third week he goes are you practicing at home and I was like yeah you know I'm getting on YouTube and looking up how to play these songs and stuff. he goes yeah, uh, you're learning a lot faster than I can teach. So maybe you just keep doing what you're doing. I don't think you really need this class. Wow. Wow. And I was like, okay, so I I you know, I took 3 weeks of guitar lessons and then I was just teaching myself from that point forward. And, uh, so I consider myself pretty well self-taught. Well, there's there's a question
0: there that, that people have been wondering, uh, do we need to go to uh, uh, college anymore? Can we learn everything on YouTube now? Can we learn it with Google? Can we learn it uh, on our own? Uh, or or do, do we still need, is there still a place for college? Did you, did you go to college?
2: Um, I, I did for an entire semester. um, (laughs) I I had a, a Pell Grant uh, that covered as long as I kept full full time student status, and unfortunately, I had one class that I failed. That was an online class because I do really good in class, but outside of that, I I can't do it. Um, okay, so
0: lessons from Bernie uh, Baker, genuine country lessons. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I will say, as far as like the music industry and trying to make a career in this. In this world, uh-huh. um, the most I would ever go back for is maybe a associates in small business.
0: Now um, you're talking.
2: How
0: now how you're to run talking a business. Well, because um, uh, you know this business can eat you up. You know, and if you don't know how to how to handle your money, uh, somebody's going to come in and handle it for you and put it in their own pocket. I've heard it exactly. before. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And and you know, I I've had to learn a lot of things the hard way. Um, I had. Uh, I had a manager, a manager there for a little while, just a road manager. Um, he also did some bookings and some promoting, but mostly was a road manager. Um, and he just, it got to the point where he was not doing his job, but I was still having to pay him, yeah. and so it was, it was hurting my my bank account, not his.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a dream uh, job to me, man. To work as little as possible and still get paid. Oh, I like that. <laughs> what, right. Can I be your manager? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, man. no, it, 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 it's it's, uh, it's a story. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, and uh, so you know, after that, you know, I've i just went back to what I've always done, which is I handle everything, and I will tell anybody who's trying to get into this industry if if when you are starting out, you have to do everything. Yeah, you are your. Promoter, you are your booker. You are you are everyone. You are running the social media. You and it's just you. So if you're a solo artist like me, it's just you, and you have to stay on top of all that. And if you don't have the ability to balance all those things, and to have the business mind, and to know what you're doing, and and you know, fortunately, the mistakes I have made business wise um, have not bit me too hard to where I haven't been able to recover. But I've, I've learned a lot of it the hard way. And, and that would be my recommendation to anybody. If you get the chance, go get uh, a, just an associates in small business um, so you understand that. And, and maybe, you know, find some some, you know, uh, other classes that deal more specifically with the music industry, but just having that business knowledge will will just help you exponentially.
0: Yeah, you've learned, you know, it's a song as old as time. As technology advances, you got to advance with it. The speed is going to, if you don't keep up with technology, it's going to overtake you and you'll be be gone. You'll be a ghost. Uh, So yeah, it's not just the social media part, but anything, you know, from the from learning how to use uh, from analog to digital to record your music. Uh, it, it's, um, you know, so I, I learned tape to tape, reel to reel. I, I know what an eight track is. I had some. I know what a record is. I know what a CD is, uh, I, I, a, a cassette tape. Yeah, there's no such thing anymore. People don't use those. Uh, records are a novelty now. Oh, I have a few records. Yeah, all right. Uh, do, you, do you have anything to play them on? Is there a reason to have those records? Not really. They look nice. I have a few of them hung up on my wall to the left of me here. So, uh, or, or to the right of me, I don't know the right from my uh, my left, but everything's <laughs> digital. I mean, have you ever recorded anything yeah. analog? You're 28.
2: I don't know. Maybe you uh, have. Not really. Um, I, I think, you know, I, I kind of came into music when like, uh, as far as me writing and performing and, and looking even at the possibility of recording as uh cds were dying i mean cds were just in their last ages and and now it was uh ipods and mp3 players and then you know it became the phones had everything on it and and so it was that kind of right at that in in, that shift into its fully technology Mm um that's that's kind of where i fell in i have uh, like my first EP that I recorded which is out on you know Spotify and and all those places um it was uh I actually did print some hard copies I printed some CDs and and made them up and and did all that and and people bought a few but I realized really quickly this is a digital world now um if if you're trying to do hard copies of anything people don't They don't want to have to carry something anymore. They just want to be able to get on their phone and go tap, 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 and it's there.
0: Yeah, and that's another Um, thing about the music business is you don't sell records anymore. Uh, You know, you're selling streams, and uh, thousands and thousands of streams will get you a piece of a penny. And that's uh, how how are you making money? I, I know, are you, okay, I did see... And I was like I said, it was troublesome finding videos of you. And I did see the bath bombs and whiskey. You do have one video of your produced uh, record of that where you're sitting in a bathtub with your cowboy hat down and you're in a bubble bath with a with the candle and, and oh what
2: so funny story that's not me oh
0: dang okay
2: that's not me in the okay. bathtub uh no don't feel bad because I literally had my cousin call me and my cousin and I we are literally four days apart we grew up together I mean we're practically brothers okay, okay? he called me and goes did you really photoshop tattoos on your arms and I'm like that's not me and he goes oh really and I was like, yeah, dude, that's not me. Uh, that was actually a gal that I knew at the time uh, who modeled for me uh, for that shot um, so that I could get that for the for the single cover. Is that a? you said it's a girl? Yeah, that's a
0: girl. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's so dark. So Wait, I, I really couldn't tell that, that.
2: Well, that was that was the point is, you know, we wanted an- anonymity in, in that regard. I didn't want her face being the focus. And she really, you know, was only agreeable to do it as long as it wasn't fairly obvious of who it was or um, anything like that. So it is partly on me that, you know, I didn't make it more obvious that it was a a girl. But at the same time, I think our focus was just keeping her identity off of it um, and allowing it to be what it needed to be for the single
0: mission accomplished androgyny. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell boy, girl, whatever. And I, I guess the, uh the, that goes back to that uh, point I was making uh, a half hour ago was the, uh, the genders are fluid now, but uh, no, I, you know, that is the produced version of the, of the single. Now, what I did see is you at your open mic at uh, barley, barley corns, open mic doing a live version. That's where I can see that you got the skills, you got the deep voice, you got the guitar playing, you got the presence. If somebody comes to a uh, a, uh, a Brody Baker genuine country show, they're gonna get something special. You're, you know, if they come out of their house, you know, they come away from their big screen TV. How many songs are you gonna give them? What kind of a show are you doing? Uh, have you done any big shows or any small shows? What what kind of uh, live performances? Because I guess that's the way people are making money now. It's not selling CDs.
2: No, actually, live performances are are really my main source of income right now. Um, I I will say it varies on the venue and location. Sure. Um, uh, So one of the most recent shows that I did was up in the city of Sedgwick, Kansas. Mm -hmm. They have a nighttime farmer's market. It's first time i've ever heard of anything like this they call it the moonlight market um and it's a really cool concept they run evening hours instead of morning hours which i was agreeable with because i'm not really a morning person uh the only time i see morning is usually when it's like two or three and i'm leaving the venue um but so that was that was a family affair you know there were kids running around so there's there's certain songs that you kind of veer away from or whatever because there might be a choice word or two in there um i try to stay away from that anyway mm-hmm. but i can't help what other people write in their songs and and i try to perform them in the way that i think my crowd would want to hear it um the other places i play
0: no, I want to go back to that farmer's market. I think that's a great concept is, you know, going at night and buying your fruits and listening to some good music. I can dig it. I can dig that a lot, man. That sounds like a great a great venue. <clears throat> the other thing is your brody uh, BrodyBakerMusic.com, that website right away, bam, first page, lets me know that you're going to have some shows coming up, and I'm kind of excited for you. You got, uh, what was it Blue Hook on September 8th? Have you been to those places already?
2: I have been to Blue Hook. It is a Cajun seafood joint. Um and the only reason I, I, I normally I wouldn't play a restaurant. Why not? But there's <laughs> there's two reasons. One, the food is really, really good. Let's <laughs> like, I mean, oh my goodness. And two, the the staff there is just so amazing. Yeah. And you know and I think that in and of itself is, is more than worth showing up and you know playing for a few hours and and just having a good time and you know it's a it's a different crowd because you know you don't get the applauses necessarily in between songs because people are they got their hands full they're eating yeah you know their mouths are full um
0: (laughs) you might get a a mumble
2: right right (laughs) but i will say you know people are you can tell that they appreciate the live music and and Especially when they walk by and they're like, "Hey, you sound really good." As they're making their way towards the the door to leave, no, after finishing gr- their meal,
0: it's great. You'd be a, you'd be surprised at how many people will take. All right, take a little bit less money if they treat you right and they give you a nice meal and a smile, you know. And they treat you right, I, I I'd, I'd be happy good. to do that from time to time, not too often because you got to pay your bills, <laughs>
2: right? <laughs> no, but, that's exactly right. I
0: mean, but you got a busy month coming up, a busy couple of months, really. Uh, September 9th, you're out west. Uh, What is out west?
2: So that is a brand new venue in Goddard, Kansas, and it is a outdoor venue. So that is, weather permitting, uh, September 9th. Um, I'm really excited for that one because it'll be my first time out there. I haven't played there before, but I've had a few other artists that I'm acquaintances with that I know uh, that have played out there, and they've had a great time out there. They, they absolutely love it. So
0: now are these full band performances or, or uh, Brody Baker with a, uh, with a guitar? What are we doing here?
2: This is just me and a guitar. Um, I will say October 21st, I'll be playing well, 20th and 21st. I'm playing club rodeo. Oh, I need to Um, put that
0: on your, uh, put that on your uh, list here. It's not on there.
2: It should be. There should be a more events button further down.
0: Oh, October. Okay. Yeah. 20 uh, club, club rodeo. Bam. I stand corrected.
2: Good job. And, uh, I try and stay on top of that because I'm it, not, like I said, I'm handling it all by myself. So it's not easy uh, to do.
0: I, I don't think I've updated my website all that much in the longest time. So kudos to you. Good job.
2: So, but the performance on the 20th is going to be me and a guitar, but then I'm hiring uh, three piece to back me on the 21st. So like that
0: now these guys that you played with.
2: Yes. Uh, these are all guys that I know locally. I, I keep kind of a a rough list of six to eight guys, uh, that vary in different instruments that in, in something like that, I can call them up and be like, Hey, you know, what are you, what are you going to charge me for? You know, a couple hours and they show up and they get their money and i get my money and everybody leaves happy and we just have a great time
0: now here's a hoot for the crowd and i don't know if you've done it before do you put down down that guitar and step behind the the drum set and just play a little bit or at least do a little a little solo for the people can you still do it you know
2: i haven't thought about that but that would be that that would be a great idea uh, that would no, blow I, I, minds,
0: blow minds, man. I talked to these, uh, you know, some ladies that that they uh, they used to play saxophone when they were in school. Well, bring one and you know, put down that guitar, put down that fiddle, and pick up a saxophone. You will blow minds if you step behind that drum kit. Oh my goodness, people are gonna go. What is he doing? <gasps> what he can play drums too?
2: Yeah, yeah, the so versatility. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll have to do that, man. That's a great idea. All right.
0: Well, I know we've been talking a little bit, and I don't want this to be the last time that we chit-chat, but I do, I do like to be mindful of people's time, and I know we've had some technical difficulties, and I'll do my best to piece this thing together. I'm pretty good at editing, and everybody that's listening to this is going to know that some of this is edited, but uh, I know the last half was on the phone and uh, with a static picture, if you're watching the video version of this. But, man, you're a good dude. You're—I mean—you're so young. You're still on the beginning, but you've been doing this for so long already. Uh, all I can see is—is is nothing but—but but greatness coming. I mean, what's on the horizon? You got—you say you have an an album out there, and I tried to find your Spotify. I need you to send me that link. I'm going to put it in the YouTube in the uh, in the show notes as well. And the YouTube yeah, videos were hosted on somebody else's site. So uh, you know, do you have your own YouTube? A uh, page?
2: Um, I do. And YouTube has been the, the the biggest headache for me, <laughs> um, unfortunately, because you know when it comes to releasing, uh, a lot of times YouTube likes to create their own playlists or their own uh, releases of your songs, and so like trying to get it to release on my channel and not everywhere else, and and keep everything centered. I do have a YouTube channel, a okay. uh, YouTube page. But that hasn't been updated, kind of like your website. Uh, so,
0: <laughs> Well, I did find like a, a very young Brody Baker. Is that you? Possibly. It says 15-year-old Brody Baker. Uh, you know, and there's like uh, some, a, um, uh, a, uh, a, a Bible verse in there with a smiley mm-hmm. face. I have
2: no idea. It doesn't sound like me.
0: Falling in love. Uh, let's see. Blanket and cuddling. All right, this is why we have to we have to make sure that Brody Baker yeah. Genuine Country is the place to go, is the yeah. brand. And I want I want people to know that uh, I'll put all the links that I got in the show notes. I have the brodybakermusic.com. That's the number one most important place to go to find more find out more about you and then I got your Facebook, your Instagram, and your TikTok. You're very you were very I don't know if you're still active on your TikTok, but you were definitely very active at some point on your tiktok
2: yeah i i uh been meaning to get back on there um it's just life is uh life's been getting kind of busy um and i you know i'm one of those people that i'm like oh people wouldn't find this interesting and then i'm watching tiktok and i'm like okay but people are just filming them doing everyday stuff and people are following that so Maybe I just need to start doing more of that and and kind of let people see the behind the scenes of what it's like in, in as an upper up and coming solo artist in the music industry. All
0: right. A future uh, TikTok video. I want you to use that long flowing blonde hair of yours. Maybe do a shampoo commercial. And do, you know, maybe wash your hair and then let it flip up and blow dry it on your TikTok. I think that'll get some hits. And uh, people okay, will people find out more about Brody Baker, genuine country. All right, my man. Uh, I want you to give shout outs to people that have helped you along the way. And this is not going to be the last time that we chit chat. As time progresses, uh, you got more shows to come out. Uh, I want you to come back and, and talk to me, but give some shout outs to people that have helped you out.
2: Well, uh, first and foremost, I have to help I have to uh, say thank you for the man that helped me learn music uh, originally, and that was Mr. Shores, my band teacher. Um, mom and Dad, obviously, those are go-to's. Um, but more recently, I've got to give shout outs to my girl. Um, I, you know she keeps my head on straight. I've got to give shout outs to Carter Green and Green Jean Studios. Uh, they're the ones that cut this single. And the single that's actually going to be releasing here hopefully in October. Uh there's another one coming. Uh with a music video. So yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I'm a video DJ. I like videos. Go ahead. Um I gotta give a shout out to all my fans. I, I, I've been honestly surprised with all the support and and all the love. I actually entered a competition just recently, the thirty five South Showdown. Um I didn't win, unfortunately, but I was just blown away by how many people reached out saying, Hey, I'm voting for you. Uh, you know, uh, you, you've got my support and people I hadn't really even thought of or people from like back in the day that I was like, I had no idea you were still paying attention to what I was doing or, you know, even around for, for this part of my, uh, my journey. So it it was kind of crazy to see how many people are kind of lurking in the background and watching and, And you
0: were humble enough to go on your Instagram and give them a thank you, a personal thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Not you know, some artists wouldn't do that, wouldn't take the time uh, to put a little a little video. Thank you for voting. Thank you for doing all that.
2: Good. Well, they you know, they went out of their way for me. And it's the least I could do for them. So um, because they were voting every day. That was the cool part. It wasn't just a one time vote. These people were I had people like, oh, I've set an alarm on my phone. Every day at 10 a.m. I go and vote and I'm like, you are awesome. <laughs> like, you are the best. No, um, so I, I'm really appreciative of, of everyone out there that, that is supporting me and all the people that hopefully I make into fans in the near future and the great people I get to meet uh, wow. as I move forward. Let's take
0: this thing home. I I usually finish these things off with last words for the people. This could be uh, words to live by, something you heard a long time ago, uh, maybe a mantra you wake up with every morning, or just whatever pops into your head at this moment in time. Brody Baker, Genuine Country. Give the last words
2: for the people. My dad told me this. You be good. If you can't be good, be good at it, but don't name it after me.
0: Well, there you have it, party people, Brody Baker, genuine country, brodybakermusic.com. Check that out. I mean, and he does keep up with his website. He's a man of his word for sure. I, I, I'm not good at keeping up with all the million pages, and I I think there is a million pages on my website. There's at least a half a million, probably closer to a million, because I was going crazy just making pages and pages and pages about all kinds of things that I was doing. And with all the events that I've ever had, oh my goodness. Yeah. There's a lot of pages and a lot of cities that I've been to and a lot of places that I perform and a lot of products that I've used. There's a page for it, probably on keysdam.com. But check out Brody Baker Music.com. Follow Brody Baker Music on his Facebook, Brody Baker Music on his Instagram, and Brody Baker Music. On his TikTok, he's gonna go TikTok again. He'll be TikToking. I'm sure he will. <laughs> and uh, make sure you go check out one of his shows. He'll be uh, he'll be out there. Let's see. Uh, the big event is on October 20th and 21st at the um, at the Club Rodeo. So check that out. But uh, there's a, a few other events before that. I, I don't know. Somehow I've I ha- I've messed up everything. And I cannot figure out how to get back to the front page. Oh, there it is. September 8th at the Blue Hook in Wichita, Kansas. September 9th out west at Goddard, Kansas. Uh, September 16th at Libby's Cafe. September 30th at Club Rodeo in Wichita. Libby's Cafe is in Goldsby, Oklahoma. And October 12th at Silver Stallion in Mustang, Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Oklahoma. So exciting. He's going from Kansas to Oklahoma. That's just one state over. It's one state over from us, too. He's getting closer to me. I'm, I'm over in, I'm in Arkansas. So, uh, yeah, not too far away. Maybe, maybe one day I can get over and see a Brody Baker Genuine Country show. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. I look forward to seeing and hearing more from you, Brody Baker Music, Brody Baker Genuine Country. That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Now, if you, yes, you, my loyal listener, if you'd like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call 501-470-6386 or email KeysDan at AOL.com. That's it for me. It's KeysDan, Radio DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Follow Keys Dan on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of KeysDan.com. Follow Radio What on Facebook and Twitter. Click on the links at the top of RadioWhat.com. The music you want is on. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag what Makes you Famous. Follow on Facebook at WhatMakesYouFamous. Follow on Instagram at WhatMakesYouFamous. Follow on Twitter at MakesFamous. And follow on YouTube at KeysDan. Leave what makes you famous, podcast a review, and subscribe. Paypal.me forward slash Keysdan. What makes you famous podcasts is a production of Keys dan Enterprises Incorporated at Keysdan.com. Thank you for listening. Radio What's the music you want with some words to live by. Save for retirement, starting with your first paycheck. A public service message from RadioWatts.com. The music you want.